International My philosophy babes and philosophy gents, Merry Christmas and welcome to episode 25 of I Learn Nothing, a philosophy podcast for idiots. Ben, we can finally say Merry Christmas on this podcast. I'm so, I'm so excited. You know I'm what? just excited. A toast. Here's, here's to Christmas. Taking it back. Here's to Christmas. Merry Christmas. People are losing their health care, but we can finally say Merry Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I th- it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Healthcare, more like don't care. <laughs> Asking me? I don't care. I'm dying tomorrow. Hopefully. <laughs> die a happy man. Now we, we both say die. Merry Christmas. God, I hope we both die. I'd be so psyched if I woke up dead. If I woke up and I was dead, the only way I could be more happy is if I knew you were dead too. If I woke up and I saw my phone, Ben's dead, I would just die and be like, tight. I'm dead too. How would you, how would you know? Because it's on my phone. Oh, like you got a text? Yeah, like I got a text. Maybe like, uh, I don't know, maybe Avery texted me, hey, Ben's dead. And then I just stabbed myself in the heart. <laughs> Somehow you can tell that she's uh, she's laughing while she's typing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, she'd be very upset if you died. I would just stab myself. How are you, you son of a bitch? What's this podcast we're on? Uh, this is a philosophy podcast for idiots. How you doing, by the way? <laughs> Dude, yesterday, I'm at work. First table of the day. I walk over, and I go, hey, Dow, you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to explain it to somebody, and they hated it. Yeah. They really hated it. People don't really like our catchphrases. Also, I said it twice, because then later on, like, more people joined their table, and I walked over and said, hey, <laughs> Dow, you doing? I said it twice. So they're probably like, this guy said it twice. Twice. Like, it's not a speech impediment. No, oh, no. Yeah, I'm saying, Dow, you doing? Well, it's a good thing that we uh, open the podcast that way, too. Yeah, good. Um, so, who are we talking about today? I don't even know. I, even can't, know. I can't say his name. There's no name I can't say. Uh, you can probably try to say it. So he's a he's a man named Michelle. Michelle, a dandy named Michelle, a dandy. Yeah, uh, Danny Michelle is his name. Uh, Danny Michelle, Danny Michelle Foucault. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna teach me a little bit of philosophy, specifically about this Foucault character. So this Foucault character. Yeah. Um, and what and what are your qualifications for teaching me uh, a total idiot about about philosophy? Oh, that's right. So I um. I'm actually on sabbatical right now, but uh, oh, I, really? Yeah, I am the forced chair. sabbatical. A forced sabbatical. Yeah, I, I due I'm to your crimes. Chair of the uh, philosophy department at Princeton University. Congrats. Um, I'll be uh, writing a writing a book at the Sorbonne this summer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, about about my favorite... Uh, it's just a memoir about jacking off. It has <laughs> nothing to do with philosophy, and they're going to be real mad when they find out what you were doing. Okay, so basically this is what this guy did. He just wrote books about uh, jacking off. Really? Um, no, it's like horribly reductive. Uh, well, <laughs> it's like vast body work. Well, that's kind of what we do here. Yeah, that's basically the point. Um, but he does... Uh, he did write a three-part uh, uh, tome called the, the history of sexuality and what yeah it gets into the whole it. history the entire history of how it. could he know 
Um, so you, you don't talk to everyone who's ever had sex. Okay, so it, you don't think that he would? He didn't know? talk to me. I've had <laughs> sex, man. Okay, so this guy to completion. I think this guy probably had sex with. <laughs> this guy probably had sex with every living thing in the world. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay, so this dude. Good. Uh, he was he was just obsessed with uh, deviants, miscreants, uh, the marginalized. Uh, the people who kind of exist outside of society. Okay. Okay. That's like one of his main objects of study. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen him at open mics. Yeah. <laughs> so many budding Foucaults. They're, they're all Foucaults. <laughs> um, so yeah, general general trend of his uh, of his writing was basically uh, trying to understand the relationship between power and knowledge. Uh, how knowledge is an instrument of power. And okay. how it's used to control and marginalize people like uh, you, yeah, sexual deviants, um, criminals, me, uh, the sick. I'm a sexual deviant and I'm a criminal. Yeah. We're a sexual deviant and criminal in the morning. <laughs> and the insane. Yeah. Uh, he wrote, so all of his, his books have the coolest titles. One is called Discipline and Punish. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he wrote this all in French. Yeah, it was all in French. Another one is called Madness and Civilization. Whoa. And History of Sexuality. Uh, and... Oh, wait, I have it right here. Boom, The Order of Things. Oh, wow. The book you're holding yeah. in your hands. <laughs> right in, your, in your hot little hands. My hot little deviant hands. I hate that phrase, hot little hands. It's just so gross. <laughs> it's not a phrase. You, that's, that's 100%. You never heard that? I've never oh, heard I have it in my hot little hands. I, have you never heard that before? I'm assuming you made it up. I'll bet you money. I, <laughs> I don't believe you. What? I be- I'll believe you. Good. Well, where's it from? People, you've never heard that? I've People never say heard that. that before. No. Well, you know, English isn't your first language, so <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. But uh, yeah, that's the thing. Oh, I've got it here in my hot little hands. Have you ever heard that before? Ew, no. Yeah. Who says that? I don't know. Foucault, probably. Probably. Deviance. Sexual deviance. The criminally insane and, uh, <laughs> and the sick. Sick the of sick. body, sick of body, and sick of heart. The sick, um, sick of body, and sick of heart. <laughs> okay, what a thing to say. So let's uh, let's circle back here real quick. Let's um, circle jerk back. Let's got a circle jerk uh, yeah. back. Have you heard of the postmodernists? Yes, you have. Okay, that, that word's been thrown around twice, many times. Okay, do you, what do you know about them? They're you know postmodern. Yeah. So can you give me a little more? Nope. Nope. Okay. All I know is that postmodern is a thing in literature. It's a thing, I guess, in philosophy. It is a thing in philosophy and literature and the arts. Um, so postmodernism is it's mostly like sci-fi, kind of. It's it's uh, it's very insane French people saying very insane things. Well, um, and Foucault is one of these guys. I like Foucault. I kind of I like his. You're a Foucault head. You're I'm a Foucault head. Yeah. So if you could see a picture of him, he looks exactly like kind of a skinny Uncle Fester. He's what? Like, he's incredibly bald. Really? Or was? Uh, he was born in 1926 in Poitiers, France. You know that country. Yeah, and I will say though, sometimes when I hear people speaking French to mm. each other, I feel like they're all just making it up. It's a fake-sounding <laughs> language. <laughs> what do you mean it's fake-sounding? It just sounds like like w- like when they do extreme French accents, 
<laughs> like extreme French, <laughs> they do like it. Show on Fox. No, 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 yeah. And <laughs> sits on Fox News. No, it's um sometimes like they'll get excited and they start doing like super French. And so, I don't know how else to explain it. I guess that does make me sound very dumb. I mean, where they say super French sounding words like "vune," "oh my god," and you're just—it just. I know it's not fake. I know it's a real language. It's older than I am. It's been around on this planet longer than I. What if French was younger than you were? I'd be pissed. It would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just sounds Do fake. People started speaking French like in like 1989. When I hear Spanish, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this checks out. <laughs> But when I hear, what like... Does that means I'm saying... Wait, no, please elaborate. What do you mean by that? Like, because I, I hear it at work all the time. I'm I just hear, curious. Yeah, I, I, I hear it a lot. Thinking. I hear it a lot at work. I hear it a lot on the streets of, of Austin, Texas. People like to speak Spanish, you know? <laughs> it seems like people speaking Spanish... So, here's the deal. People who speak French to each other, they sound like they're making it up, and it's not real. Uh-huh. And people who speak Spanish to each other sound like they're having the time of their lives. <laughs> They sound so happy. Rolling R's, just fucking going crazy. <laughs> spinning on their heads, you know? But do the French sound happy that they're making up this language? Yeah. They sound like they're having a ball. See, I guess I, I would say that they kind of sound like uh, like they're trying to make themselves horny. It sounds... It. You, know what it, you know honestly what it sounds like? What? It sounds like they're using extra pronunciation to make me look foolish. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So uh, sometimes I hear him say French, and I'm just like, "Fucking this guy, it's not real." <laughs> um. Anyway, this is the dumbest podcast ever. No, it's not. Um. I, I'm saying what everyone's thinking. I'm um, the voice of the people. So you kind of convinced me, actually. Right? right? There. Yeah, a little bit. Like every time you speak Spanish, are you I'm, enjoying yourself? Oh, loving it. How could you not? Yeah, like a pig in mud. Like a pig in mud. Like, yeah. Oh, sorry. Like a uh, a a, a uh, cochino in mud. I don't, don't remember how to say mud in Spanish. Never had and, to use that word. Really? No, I'm a clean boy. <laughs> um, That's <laughs> the grossest. Why is that gross, saying you're clean? What? It's not. It's gross to be dirty. I'm, I'm clean. That's what I'm saying. But like, oh, God, stop <laughs> saying the word clean. Like, I one time I was I texted somebody. It might have been you. I honestly don't remember. But I was like, uh, I was like, oh, um. <laughs> and then after I went through pu- puberty at age 33, uh, uh, I was like, I just taken a shower. I'm like, all right, I'm out of the shower. I'm so clean right now. I'll see you soon. But which and like that's so gross sounding. Why did you say that to just yourself? No, I texted to somebody. Oh, I'm so clean. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the cleanest I've ever been. That's uh, I don't, don't want to go down this. Ben, every time I get out of the shower, it's the most clean I'll ever be. Well, for that day, you don't you don't like clean yourself harder and harder with each shower. Oh, I do. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like um, what about the, by the time you're adding ex- more resistance. It's it's, it's like I'm weight training. Oh yeah. What if like after you're like seventy, you've just like been cleaning yourself so hard in the shower that you're just like totally smooth and like withered down. There's just no need to shower. You're so clean though, like sterile. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I wish. Yeah. Like, God, I wish I was sterile. <laughs> do you have any idea what I would do to be sterile? What? I don't know. Like twenty bucks. <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> My point is that if you're speaking French, I'm on to you. Okay? Yeah. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to make me look bad, and it's not going to work. Um, and if you're speaking Spanish, carry on. You're, you, My you, you say some of the most adorably American things sometimes. No, I'm, well, I was like, born on the 4th of July, you, bitch. You were. <laughs> you see someone speaking a foreign language, and you're like, look, 
All right, I know Trip. Amandio. All right, yeah. Like none of these people know, but I know. Oh, I right? know. You can't so, trick me. I'm keeping an eye on you. Hey, I went to Virginia Commonwealth University, home yeah. of the Rams. Home of the Rams, the so. son of Princeton University. Right. Yeah. So about this Foucault guy. Foucault. After he went off the rails on this whole French thing. Oh, he went all in on the French thing. Um, there's actually this really. Um, I actually like like this. I watched this to prepare for the show, but there's this. Uh, okay. So there's this interview. No, it's a debate. They had like this televised debate between Foucault and uh, Noam Chomsky, and they're like arguing over human nature. <laughs> and uh, what the hell? Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. It's, it's what uh, was the debate about? It's or, like what? What were they saying? Rather, so Foucault kind of says <clears throat> that uh, life is suffering. Yes. Well, so here's here's the little funny anecdote, yeah, it's though. Not a good French accent at all. Uh, it was pretty bad. Yeah, but here's the thing. So he he loved French so much that he just refused to learn English. Never, yeah, never learned English. Really? Not that we should expect him to, but like I kind of like that a little. No, and so he like just didn't speak English <laughs> in the debate. <laughs> he just like talked in in French, and like Chomsky didn't know French, so he just talked in English. And it's just like these dudes are arguing about these very very like. Uh, uh, like deep and lofty philosophical concepts, but they're in different languages. They're I mean, yelling that, at each other that in is different languages. The biggest metaphor for human existence <laughs> I've ever heard. That's it's crazy. Insane. It's really cool, and it's and the, it's being moderated by this like really really like shy Dutch guy. <laughs> <laughs> A shy Dutch guy. Yeah, and he's like he's like loving it because okay, so. <laughs> Here's the thing, the, Dutch. Yeah, he's Dutch and just and just loves philosophy. He's like sitting there and he's like losing his mind because, like, so okay, so Foucault and and Chomsky were sort of the two very towering intellectual figures at the time. This is like in '74 or something like that. Hey, wh- okay, and let me ask you something. What? I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's okay. So Noam Chomsky mm-hmm. is a linguist, right? Yeah. Why, why is he this guy that just comments on like everything <laughs> on like governments and war and he's a linguist yeah i mean that'd be I like know. if that'd be like if i made pizzas and i was like hey let me talk to you about you know chinese food or something about no not even that oh because they're not even related oh, how to fix a car yeah how to fix a car i make pizzas for a living uh, hey chomsky i'm on to you maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's just that i'm on to him too i got a list of people i'm on to well, french ever- noam chomsky uh that's about it yeah People who can make pizzas and fix cars? Yeah, I guess the metaphor doesn't really hold up now I think about it. No, it well, does hold up. Listen. Well, hold on. What do you what do you think if you when you meet someone yes. who has so you ever meet like some of these people they're, they're rare. But what they're are these real, people, Ben? <laughs> no, they're really good a little, little uh, coded at <laughs> coded language. <laughs> they're really good at like two totally different things just because they're like obsessed with it. They're like I really uh I'm I'm like uh, an amateur botanist. And also, I'm like amazing at basketball. Yeah. And you're like, well, like why? Why do you get to do both? I just, I love both, and so I just do both. Yeah, it just, it just bugs. Noam Chomsky bugs me. He always has. Well, I've never read a word of his work. Uh, it just bugs me. <laughs> just the fact that he exists annoys me. Well, I mean, he he also annoys the <laughs> the whole power establishment here. So yeah, yeah. Maybe we should talk about him. You should be called the power establishment from now on. You and me. No, just you. Our crew? Oh, just me? Yeah. Me? Me? <laughs> we'll talk about this Noam Chomsky guy later on a different episode, maybe. Oh, we got to talk about the power structure, him. though. But he bugs you. He just bugs... It's just, who do you think you are? 
He thinks he's fucking Noam Chomsky, <clears throat> bitch. I guess he just, <laughs> it just, it just, it just, it just makes me mad that people listen to this guy. What? <laughs> I don't even know what he, if he knows what he's talking. I don't know. I just assume he doesn't know what he's talking about. And I know how childish it makes me sound, but I assume that. What do you think he's talking about? I don't know. He, he just talks about how he seems to to not like uh, a lot of uh, politics. Uh, in well, general, I mean, he hates the U.S. government. He hates sure. the U.S. government, which I take personally. Because you uh, are the U.S. government? Yeah, I'm a member. <laughs> card-carrying member of the U.S. government. I'm the Secretary of State. <laughs> I just am. It's not a big deal. I mean, lean into it. If I can lie about being... <laughs> about being a tenured a professor. Tenured professor at Princeton. You could be the Secretary of State. I'm just saying... I mean, you could be the Secretary of State now. I really could. Which you is really could do it now. My point is that... <laughs> the bar has dropped so low. My point is that... No offense. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> no offense to all the Trump heads out there. We mm. still love you. My point is that lost it, and I know that what I'm about to say oh, has uh, no merit uh, or like uh, you might no. have done no research. Give it, come on, I want to hear. And this. I don't know anything about Noam Chomsky. I don't even know really what he stands for. <laughs> I just feel like he's full of shit. I just, feel like <laughs> I just feel like he doesn't know what he's talking about, and I feel like no one's going to call him on it because his name's Noam Chomsky and he sounds smart. <laughs> probably, probably like I don't know. Has glasses and like a fucking cigarette holder or something. No, not really. He's actually just like very like he's he's just the nerdiest looking dude. We 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 gotta get off Chomsky. Yeah, um, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> yeah, you literally just said it. Okay. Well, also, Noam Chomsky, if you're listening. I apologize. I've really read none of your work. You just bug me. Yeah, well, sorry. You're a Foucault head. I'm a Foucaulter. Yeah. I'm a Foucault. I'm a fucker. Yeah, you're a fucker. Yeah. He was a fucker. Yeah, I've heard that. And you're both bald. Yeah, dude. Maybe I'm into Foucault. You know, yeah. so far I've, I've I've responded most favorably to these these Eastern men that you keep bringing up. But <laughs> now Eastern maybe <laughs> maybe I'm like a Foucault guy. Um, you haven't heard. An, well, he debated much? Noam Chomsky, my rival. So f- maybe I'm with this guy. So it's funny that uh, like funny back in not that long ago we had like just like public intellectual debates, like filmed intellectual debates, right? Yeah, on now, TV. Yeah. And now our, our president is in the Hall of Fame of, of WWE. Of WWE. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he earned it. Yeah. Look, say what you want about his politics. He earned that WWE yeah. Hall of Fame spot. Yeah, I'll give okay, him that. like whatever. It's insane. But anyway, so Foucault, all right, yeah. refuses to speak English. I love that. Yeah, he's just he's shouting at you in French. Oh, and he's man. talking about madness. Okay. Uh, criminality. Butt sex, uh, butt sex, prison, and the clinic. The clinic, the clinic, like a hospital. Oh, so, so here's what we're gonna get into. Basically, sure. He takes these like examples in history of uh, of like how we sort of like organize our knowledge about specific things, uh, and he 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 investigates it um, very very thoroughly. He he brings up like the weirdest like cases that everyone forgot. Uh, like what? Okay, so uh, with discipline and punish, he starts off with uh, the story of this guy. It's like um, uh, it's a medieval account of like basically the last time that someone was drawn and quartered in Paris uh, for the crime of murder, and it, it's like this old manuscript that like describes very very harshly like what the punishment was, and it's like it's so fucking brutal, dude. It's fucked up. What year was that? Uh, I don't remember the exact year. It's like 15-something, I think. 
Oh. Okay. Oh, so this is the point. So he, he, he talks about how history sort of... I thought that was like the 80s or something. <laughs> yeah, no, he just, he just did this in his personal life. Yeah. Um, Maybe they listened to some 80s new wave while they did it. But yeah. no, apparently it's back in the day where they had no new wave. Yeah. That's how old it was. Bowie was, it was there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, sexy, baby. Um, that's my Bowie. It's awful. Wait, do it again? No, I'm not going to Oh, come it. on. I'll do, no, I'll do a Bowie do if you do a Bowie. I won't. Okay. I'm too embarrassed. I'm shy. That's all right. Um, so You're a shy th- Dutchman. I'm a shy Dutchman. Who loves philosophy. Weird. Um, it's very weird. I love that that guy was a shy Dutch man. Yeah, he was like the moderator and like, I guess... <laughs> They were just like the perfect person to like translate between like these two strident old men who yeah. refuse to speak in the other person's language. Like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm speaking my own language. Well, that's all they around. spoke. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, well, I'm Dutch. I know all the languages, so I'll just translate. Yeah. My language is somehow every language. <laughs> every single language. Oh, okay. It's crazy how many languages it's used tonight. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, Foucault... Uh, yeah, what's his deal? He talks about... What is this guy's problem? He talks about how history really conditions uh, how our knowledge is structured, and different historical periods have basically different types of knowledge. Uh, and what we think we know right now is probably just historically conditioned somehow. And it's historically conditioned in a way that uh, tries to maintain whatever like power structure is in place at the time until something like shifts dramatically. Okay. Okay. So, with the example of dis- discipline and punish, he right off the bat, just like the first thing he mentions, is like the the execution of this dude. He like murdered some village girl or something. Yes. Uh, Not a good guy. Yeah. And he's like, he's talking about the, he mentions it as the first, as the last example of like this kind of punishment and this kind of way of dealing with criminality before everything kind of changes uh, in, in the like sort of pre-enlightenment era where the focus changes on how you should punish people. Okay. We'll, we'll get into that in, in a second. Oh, please, Daddy. Um, <laughs> I want to learn so This bad. is the most appropriate episode for you to be calling people Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. Well, you're a father of two. I, I am, yeah. I discipline them and I punish them. Yeah. Ben Jr. and... Um, uh, and Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn. Cholak. <laughs> Cholak, yeah. Um, so... This account, basically, here's what happens. They they roll this guy in on, on a wagon in the public square, uh, and they're going to burn the shit out of him. They can't wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they cannot wait. Well, I guess back <laughs> in the day, they had no internet, so they had to wait for someone to <laughs> murder a girl so they could set them on fire. Yeah. Um, everyone's, like, gathered there. It's like everybody in Paris. They're just frothing at the mouth. Oh, man. Um, they're just oh, so no. excited to see, like, the state murder this guy. Um, and they're going to murder him so hard, dude. <laughs> like, so hard. So, they... Um, basically, what they do is they... Uh, they just, like, cut him up a lot. Just so he just, like, immediately starts feeling pain. Um, they, like, throw salt and, like, lime and stuff. Ugh. Like, in all the cuts and stuff. And they make sure he's feeling a lot of pain. Oh, of course. Of course they used food to yeah. hurt this guy. The f- <laughs> okay, the French. I get it. Yeah. You like food. I like food, too. Yeah, they threw red wine. Too. Oh, yeah. And then they were like, well, actually, if you drink lots of red wine, it's good for your health. And I'm like, shut up, you drunk. Yeah. And then they and they all gathered around, and they just had, like, these, like, stale baguettes. And oh, no. no. <laughs> I have to imagine in France, like, a stale baguette has to be, like, such an insult. <laughs> like, if I was a French... It starts a war. If I was a, a, a Frenchman, and I woke up, and I was like, time to go to work. At, you know, my French job. And then I... Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like I opened the door and someone left me a stale baguette 
my head would explode. I'd be so mad. I would take that as like a message. I was like, that's it a means threat. something. Yeah, you're threatening me. Yeah. Yeah, I would demand satisfaction. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to be satisfied. Anyway, hell yeah. I'm satisfied, bros. Just high five. High five. Um, so, so they're fucking this guy up. Fu- they fuck him up. And then they do this thing which is so crazy cruel. <laughs> they somehow at this point in time figured out how to like start a fire with magnesium. And what okay. that what that does is they <laughs> they make him like hold some sort of like object or something. I, don't, I can't remember what it is, but it's like some metal object that's like covered in magnesium. They uh, light it on fire, and magnesium burns so hot that it literally just melts your hands together. Jeez! Into this metal, it's so fucked up. Um, and then they take these uh, uh, these cows or, or like oxen or something. Cows. They tie like two cows to his arms, two cows to his legs. And they just pull them apart. Limp With limp. cows? Yeah. <laughs> they used cows. Or, or like, ho- maybe horses. Maybe there's like one horse who's hanging out. I mean, I mean, if they use cow, I mean, do cows move fast enough to do that? I don't think cows move that fast. I don't think, well, that's, I don't think that's they're That's the worst to. part about it, is the fact that it's not fast. Oh. Imagine being slowly pulled apart. By limb a cow. From, limb from limb. <laughs> yeah, some cow who doesn't know what it's doing. <laughs> it's just a cow. It's just a cow. Man, cows are cows are the butchers. The thing with cows is that they're like every time I see like I never think about like where milk comes from. I don't really drink a lot of milk. I always think about where milk comes from. I, ne- I ne- that's <laughs> disgusting. I never do. I just and when you see a cow, you're just like that is that's that? where it comes from. When I was in Ireland, mm-hmm. Northern Ireland specifically, okay, visiting my cousin. Guess, guess what his name is? Seamus. No. Uh, you Pat? guess, yeah. His name's Pat. <laughs> Pat O'Neill. Pat O'Neill Dean. It's me. So, <laughs> it's just you. Um, he had God, a, you're so fucking Irish. It's so, it's so funny. It sucks. <laughs> he had a llama on his farm. What? Yeah. What was a llama doing in Ireland? I, well, that's why I asked him. So what okay. happened was, I go there, right? There's a bunch of cows there, which makes sense. Yeah, that's okay. And there's a llama. So llamas are getting big nowadays. I guess, but like yeah. they had a, he had taken away the uh, the, oh, the, the glands gland so they whatever? can't spit. Yeah, because I guess llamas spit as you That's as you their defense mechanism. They just spit. spit. <laughs> I wonder, does it hurt? Do you think, or, or I, is it just unpleasant? I don't really know. I think it either probably hurts or it's just so unpleasant. Like I think it's just gross. My defense mechanism against predators is that i'm like hey i got a new five minutes i'm working on you want to hear it and they're like Ugh, no. <laughs> and i'm like here's the laugh i'm going for and oh like, god oh. ew right jesus so they took away the, the the gland but it would still try to spit Ugh. so it make this weird little hissing noise this is ca- tragic so the cows in the llama did not get along for whatever reason <laughs> they had to be separated by a fence in ireland so this, this llama was just hissing at these cows like you were hissing at uh, Tim. Yeah, I, did, I, I hissed it. I was I was high on marijuana and I was hissing at my cat last night because it was in the way of the Star Wars movie <laughs> that I was watching at one in the morning. Um, wow. Anyway, uh, so what happened was this this llama and the cows. So they, they they're kind of adversaries and they were separated by a fence and the llama kept trying to spit on the cows and the cows kept getting close to it and mooing like they were fucking with the llama but they knew the llama couldn't do anything so they just get close to the llama I guess and then I was like this is the worst fight I've ever seen in my life it's just two a llama and like nine cows in Ireland yeah the llama's like I shouldn't even be here so I asked my cousin 
I'm like, at the end of the week, I was like, this is a fun week. And I go, hey, why do you have a llama? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, it's for the kids. What? I'm like, that raises so many more questions than it answers. Yeah. What, what does that mean? <laughs> what is happening in Northern Ireland that they need to have llamas for fucking entertainment? Is that what the Troubles is? That was what the but, Troubles were. Yeah, a probably- lot of people think it was a conflict between uh, the... Uh, the Catholic Irish people, Northern mm-hmm. Irish people who wanted to uh, reunify with uh, with the Republic of Ireland mm-hmm. uh, versus the um, the Protestant uh, Northern Irish who wanted to remain part of the United Kingdom. Yeah. No, it was, it was a law. It was just, you know. It was a llama. Just a llama. It was a llama hissing at cows. Yeah. The troubles. The llama. <laughs> what can you do, man? Uh, well, if we learn anything today, we learned that. We haven't learned anything at all so far. So we far, all, all we know anything. is that. Foucault's French. Foucault's French, and I've revealed myself for the 25th time to be an idiot um <laughs> uh well i'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm glad no, we, I'm you're, glad, you're I'm glad a we, curious idiot i'm curious i'm a curious boy you're a curious boy Let and me you're tell you. and, and you know what you're a knowledgeable daddy <laughs> um and i'm i'm fine i'm glad that we finally put that noam chomsky guy in his place right <laughs> i kind of like noam chomsky but fine i'll, I'll I actually so that's one of those things so the Chomsky and Foucault debate. This is going to be the nerdiest thing of all time. It's it's like uh, That's shocking. It was like the um, it was like Ali it's Frazier. like the Super like, Bowl for people who don't like to kiss. <laughs> it's like the Ali Frazier for people who don't like to kiss. Oh, <laughs> I hate to kiss. Ah, <laughs> oh, you better not kiss me. Well, I'm a um, nerd. <laughs> so here's the thing this is what's cool about Foucault I, actually I think I like Foucault better because God, being alive so tight yeah go so um, okay so you've been s- just screaming at me about how all the philosophers we talk about yes just never smash no but this guy's yeah, like this a, guy fucking smash he fucked he fucked uh, he's a fucker he uh, fucked so hard smashed so much guess what he died of uh, probably some kind of STD yeah the STD the dreaded AIDS virus? Yeah, he died of AIDS in like 1984, I think. Jeez. Yeah. The 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 year you were born. Oh, wow. Yeah. What if he died the second and then the second later I was born? Maybe you're Foucault. Whoa. That's kind of nuts. Huh. I mean, I'm probably not. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, like reincarnation isn't real. Yeah. And also like this dude wrote so many books. Yeah. And I just, you know. Yeah. I yell at cats. Yeah, you yell at cats. You know what? I bet this motherfucker yelled at some cats in his day. Actually, though. you guys would probably get along. Me and Foucault? You think so? Yeah, well, he he loved the criminally insane. Yeah? Um, I'm a fan. Okay, so let's talk about... What were we just talking about? The uh, oh, Discipline and Punish. Yeah. Okay. Um, discipline and Punish. Okay, so that book is basically about... Uh, so he has the same theory about these uh, like different like kind of marginal areas of, of like human power. Sure. Uh, knowledge and structure or whatever one of them is discipline and punish it's like how how do we decide how we reform criminals what how do we decide what works um and he all he does is he doesn't advance any theories he just says let's look at the history we're just going to look at the history and he so that's why he started with this guy who's being like murdered so hard um and he says this is basically the last case in in europe he's he's talking about western europe basically and western civilization so this might not apply to you know all the other billions of people in the world right but uh, (laughs) um but he says this is a case this is like the last test case that you can see of where the state was exercising its power to uh punish criminals 
as like a, a, a show of its force and a show of its like authority. Okay. Right. And there's a purpose for it. Uh, and that purpose is basically like, we've all decided to live in a state, right? Where there's like a government, there's like the structure that's in place. Otherwise it'd be chaos. Yes. Otherwise you'd have these, this dude murdering girls all over the place. Yeah. Right. And we have to make sure that people don't transgress. Right. Uh, and so the way that, like criminals would be disciplined and punished for a really long time was through this like insane physical punishment, physical like executions and stuff. And it was a public spectacle. The state was like, everybody come and watch this shit. We're going to fuck this dude up. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that served a purpose for a time that was just like, everyone accepted that people did that like on a Saturday. They're like, we're going to go watch the execution. It's going to be tight this time. Weird. Okay. Um, and then eventually he's saying if you if you like study the history and he did all this for you so we don't have to do it thank god um but he says like around like 1500s 1600s uh you notice that there's this like shift in focus of how you like punish criminality or how you it's not even punish anymore it's like we're supposed to reform them or like oh there's something wrong with them that we have to fix and yeah he like reads all these passages about how these people like think that they're being such humanitarians of like Oh, we're going to set up, like, prisons. At first, it was like, we're just going to separate them. Yeah. Like, we don't have to reform them, but we don't have to, like, <laughs> murder them like an animal. Yeah. But we're just going to, like, put them away. I guess his arguments are both. Yeah. Well, so what he says is, like, that's not... That was kind of, like, framed as a as a charitable, like, turn. Like, oh, we're modernizing. We're just putting them in prison now. We're not going to... I think we should uh, reform them, then kill them. <laughs> Wouldn't that be tight? Yeah, fucking Foucault would love you, dude. Yeah, man. He would think you're so fascinating. Man, too bad he's dead. Yeah. Could have hung out. Uh, well, we probably still can. In the afterlife. In the afterlife. Yeah, we die and we both go to heaven. Yeah, AIDS heaven. AIDS heaven. Um, he, <laughs> I'd, I'd have to get AIDS first, I guess. Yeah. But, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, on, I'm, on oh, the way. I'm yeah. well on the way. So, buddy, I gotta tell you something. Oh, no. <laughs> it's well, not diabetes. <laughs> I don't have diabetes, I have AIDS. Yeah, you have AIDS. Man, rough. Um, yeah, so anyway, he... Um, so oh, you know what? I will I will that. say this about get, having diabetes. What? It's not as bad as AIDS, I don't think. I had a lot of fun getting there. <laughs> well, you can make the same argument for AIDS, though. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> In some respects, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, fair enough, man. Um, yeah, it's just fun getting sick. We should all do it. I've been doing that. <laughs> I have so many things wrong with me. Um, so, I okay, what was I? Oh, yeah. So that discipline and punish is basically he talks about how like our ideas of of what works for reforming criminals, uh, dealing out justice in a in a society. At any given time, we all have these theories of like, oh, this is what's right to do. This is the system that's in place, and this is correct, and this is how we do it. And then something changes, and we start doing something else. And he says that our our knowledge of like that system just changed, and he's like, we need to figure out why it changed like that because knowledge is supposed to be like concrete and forever right it's yeah it's supposed to change no it better not yeah so why does like when you like talk to someone from like the 16th century yeah and they're like oh i know that earth is the center uh of the solar system and you're like i know it's not i would love to go back like, in time and talk to like you know like the church scientists <laughs> the astronomers <laughs> the guys who were the smartest people around Mm-hmm. And just own the shit out of them, you know, with my with my knowledge. But that's so. That's kind of the thing here is that they're so entrenched in their historically conditioned system of knowledge 
that they just they just will dismiss you. They'll be like, you're you're a lunatic. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say to you. And you'd be like, oh, no, I can prove it. Look. And then you'd be like, oh, shit, I can't prove it. Well, I'd be like, hey, look, I just time traveled. Like, I'm smarter than you. I have access to time travel. And they're like, oh, okay, how did you do that? How did you do that? Talk to some guy. So you know a guy. Yeah, I know a you doctor. You have a time travel guy. I have a time travel guy. <laughs> well, how else do I get back there? I'm not doing it. I don't have a time travel. I clearly don't have a guy. Well, if you can't do it, then how do, how do you... It's my friend. Who? Milt. Milt? Yeah, Milt the tra- time travel? Milt, Milt uh, Henderson. He's the time travel guy. <laughs> you don't know this guy? All right, and they go, where is this guy? We're going to fucking burn him. <laughs> he's in 2017. And they're like, what does that mean? And I go, David Bowie's dead. It sucked. We don't know who that is. I go, watch out for Trump. What? And then they'll be be like, this guy's drunk. And then they leave. And they wouldn't be owned. Because they're so entrenched in their system of knowledge. I can't own these libs. You can't own these cuck libs. Damn it. Right? They're like the opposite of cuck libs. They're the... (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) So, 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 so what else? So, he's saying we go back in time. We talk to these fucks. Well, just like a just as an example, yes. Um, and so he he kind of contends without really saying outrightly that he's like uh, he basically says like our system of knowledge right now, what we think we know, yeah, is probably just conditioned by like these historical events or everything that's led up to it until now. You think you know, but you have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah, yeah. This isn't your grandmother's knowledge. No. Oh no. My and, grandmother had knowledge, but uh, you know, kind of problematic. Her knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Her knowledge is, uh, I've heard her say some things. She thought she knew that shit. And it's, uh, it's really oh. embarrassing looking back. No. Well, not her. Well, I mean. She's not a reflection of me. You should be embarrassed. I'm always, I'm, I'm always embarrassed. <laughs> um, okay. So, to illustrate this point, he talks about all these different other cases, right? Oh, okay. So, one of them is madness, uh, which is, which is so funny. He, he, he mentions, like, these examples of how, people considered how, how we treated like lunatics in like during the renaissance like can you imagine like if you were insane like what happened to you yeah they probably were like, like let, let, let's drain him of his moon beams or whatever they knew nothing <laughs> they didn't know anything they thought right. the moon they thought the moon controlled craziness <laughs> well uh, and people still kind of do, do. people are like oh it's a full moon mercury's in retrograde yeah. or whatever what well, the so- fuck does that even mean I mean, well, so that's kind of a, a relic of, of an old system of knowledge. Yeah. Right? Like, astrology is like a very old system of knowledge. Yeah. We don't call it knowledge now. No. Because we have different standards of knowledge. Yeah. Okay, but back then, people were like, oh, fuck, that, uh, that star is kind of orange. <laughs> and then the guy you're talking to is like, I can't see it. And he's like, trust me, it's orange. We better go to war with this town. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, makes sense. We better burn this village to yeah. the ground. Why? Well, the moon's full. Yeah. Well, what's the moon? I don't really know yet. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, like, I, th- I think it, it was fucking full like a week ago. It's not. That's too soon. Yeah, you know, it must have been odd to look at the moon and not know it's a moon. You know, like you just think it's some kind of thing. Well, you think it's what a do you god? Think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like, so. You just think it's a god or a spirit or I don't know. It might be. I. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you been to the moon, Ben? Mm-mm. No. Oh, so. Oh, well, I'm owning libs left and right. Well, yeah. So, so is. I worship the moon. <laughs> All right. And I own libs. What do you think? Those are the two, <laughs> two things I do. I worship the moon. I own libs. <laughs> and I ran all out of moons. And I'm all out of moons, lib. So I'm going to own the shit out of you. <laughs> it's the most bizarre catchphrase of all time. Ah, well, I mean, um, it's not good. 
Yeah. Okay. So here's this thing that they did to insane people. Okay. Oh, so here's how here's how madness and civilization starts. Yes. Let's go through this real quick. Real quick. Um. So madness and civilization. He kind of starts off by talking about how like, uh, lep uh, uh, leper colonies were like always put out on the outside of town of like towns in medieval Europe. Yeah. Uh, because you know they're super contagious. They don't want them around. Um. And then somehow just live together. It's kind of nice. Yeah, kind of. They're like colonies, but then yeah. it's, uh, he, he <laughs> play by their own rules. Basically, like the uh, he doesn't really explain why, or I don't remember why, but like leprosy just kind of goes away, like it's cured or something. Weird, Europe at least. Good. Um, Congrats. Yeah, but so they have these like kind of like semi hospitals, uh, like out in the sticks of like every single city in Europe that are just uninhabited, just like oh, it's desert. a ghost town for like, lepers. Well, it's like a ghost town sort of hospital. And and they're like, what are we going to do with all these like hospitals? And then everyone in Europe apparently at the same time was just like, let's just put crazy people in there because we don't want to deal with them. Because before they would just wander around town, just like screaming their heads off and doing weird shit. Okay. Um, and basically, there he's he's kind of talking about how, uh, like this is how we started psychology <laughs> was just kind of like observing these people who were like super like not super deviant in behavior okay um not in a judgmental way but just like this guy is, thinks that the he's like trying to own libs and yeah you know worship moons right like we don't do that anymore we don't own libs we don't worship the yeah. moon we don't worship the moon um so you need to be put away hmm. um and they don't put them away like like prisoners you know i not guess criminals you know i guess it makes sense to, like in, in an odd way like i would never worship the moon but i can see why somebody else back then would it's there you Dude, if you it. want to worship the moon, it's cool. No, you, I don't. You keep coming back to it like you want to. No, I'm sick of the moon. No, you're not. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> you hate love it. the moon. No. You love the moon. Don't deny it. Look, if I got up tomorrow and the moon was gone, I'd be okay with it. I mean, I'd be terrified because it probably means a lot of, of our climate's going to change, but you know. If you woke up tomorrow, uh, never mind. I don't even know where to begin with that. <laughs> um, so, real quick, just to mention this. Uh, one thing that they did in uh, like late medieval Europe before the Renaissance is uh, they would put they would put insane people like every every village would just like push their insane person out to like work on a boat that would travel all the different rivers like selling stuff as merchants. Wait, they would make crazy people do that? Yeah, they would put basically they'd commit crazy people to. They make them work on boats. Yeah, like as merchants, basically, as like merchant sailors that would like travel around Europe and through the rivers and stuff, and they'd go town to town. And they'd like sell their wares and stuff because they're like, oh, there's like these seafaring crazy people, and that's where we get the phrase "ship of fools" from. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you promise? I pro- Foucault wrote it, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's one. That's another example of how like our system of knowledge just changes with history. Hmm. And his main point is like. Uh, the our system of knowledge is is basically conditioned by maintaining uh whatever ruling class is power at any point. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you kind of see it in these different ways. So you see, like one thing that he mentions that's really weird is uh how like when we shifted to so in like the Middle Ages, like people talked kind of openly about sex a little bit. What? Yeah. What'd they say? It's awesome? They would just talk about their dicks all the time. And yeah, like, really? And, yeah, and they'd be like, oh, man, fucking love butts. Whoa. And uh, what? don't quote me on that. But <laughs> but he, he references, like, all these, um, uh, like, poems and stuff and, like, uh, 
romantic heraldry that just had like have you seen those uh, those like medieval uh, like drawings of of like a monk with a gigantic penis and yes. like a snail or whatever yeah yeah so they would just like do that shit because I wonder why well they just didn't think of sex as a taboo like sexual things weren't a taboo oh really I mean like like in very specific ways they were but in other ways they weren't you could just like take your dick out and be like look it's a snail I'm a monk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those monks. Yeah, and then someone would sit there and just draw it. Weird. Yeah, and then they put it in like a copy of the Bible. <laughs> That's so odd. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, we just like, we all of a sudden, like, all of Western society just like collectively just decided to shut up about it. Yeah. They're like, you can't mention sex. You can't talk about sex in public. Right. Good. Um, and he's like, why, the, why did we fucking do that all of a sudden? Yeah. And one theory that he has is... Um, Basically, it's around the same time that, like, the state as an institution started to coalesce. Yeah. And the state, as, like, a, an institution, needs to have people, and those people need to reproduce. But they need to do it in an orderly way and not do it, like, in a weird way or a way that's not efficient. Like, you need to make kids so you, we can have a labor for, force, so we can have a military, so we can blah, 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 blah. Please. Yeah. And so he says that, like, sex was this one of these, like, human behaviors that was just, like directed and organized by like power by state power to make sure that it could sustain itself all right yeah and then he's like that's just one that and now that we're stuck with that way of thinking about sex but we can like change it later on let's some historical process will make it will change our opinions about sex let's talk about sex baby okay yeah baby boy let's talk about you and me how you doing (laughs) let's talk about all the good things and the bad things (laughs) <laughs> Man, our lives. Another song? I'm absolutely blushing right now. Ew. Ew. <laughs> you're, you're clean and you're blushing. Clean and blushing, baby. Um, so, so what else does this guy have to say? Okay, so this is all kind of leading up to this whole thing about how the way we structure our categories, Yeah, they're not based on anything external or anything objective. Okay. It's all just... Uh, different like nodes of power trying to assert nodes of power yeah uh, are basically what's determining like what we think is true what we think and he he makes this whole sweeping argument about how uh, the way we organize knowledge like the sciences uh, like biology physics uh, psychology all these things that we think is just objective truth it's actually sort of like pre-organized by how uh, power wants us to think about it so it can sustain itself. It's kind of got this weird mystical thing to it. And here's what's weird. There's no like conspiracy. There's no conspiratorial like council of like, of like a powerful ruling class. Really? It's actually kind of organic. It's weird. It's like power is its own thing. It's its own force Hmm. that just manipulates everything. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. So saying that's literally that's literally what he's saying yeah but it's more like power is knowledge like if you're powerful, no, knowledge, knowledge is power power is a knowledge that's stupid so you're a chomsky head was that what he says so Foucault. okay so here's the thing here's maybe, maybe i am maybe a big maybe it was wrong about noam chomsky yeah you may have been a little too harsh on him i think i was a little bit and, and i know and noam i know you're listening i apologize you know he noam, might he might wrong. have just died really no, I don't know. I mean, he's so old. He's very old. He look. He looks so bad. <laughs> like he looks. No, like I mean, 
Like, he looks so old. He looks like he's going to drop dead tomorrow. Yeah. But he's still out there screaming at the military. Right. <laughs> this old man screaming at the military. Um, so, do you have any questions about that? Because that's a, that's a whole weird thing. No. Okay. You just got it. You got all of Foucault? Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Foucault's kind of tight. He was pretty tight. Like a deviant. He's he's He was just, like, really interested in all this shit. He's like, obviously... There are so many human beings who don't fit into these like neat little categories. Yeah. Well, right? yeah, I'm looking at one of them. Well, yeah. I mean, look at you. me too. No. You're looking at yourself, fucker. Okay. Ben, a lot of people don't know this, but when we record this, Ben is staring at a, at a he has a small mirror in front of him. <laughs> it's a vanity mirror. And he just looks at himself the whole time, and it's really disconcerting. I've always meant to ask you why you do it. Um, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't. Oh, son of a bitch. So you just... Ben. Sorry. It's all right. But anyway, so Foucault is an interesting guy. I guess so. I, I kind of like his philosophy a little bit i don't totally understand it though is what, the thing. what 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 is your favorite part of it what is your least favorite part of it and what do you recommend to our uh terrified listeners um both of you so here's my favorite part about it i kind of i kind i kind of like the idea of this like diffuse like force of power that like kind of manifests itself in weird ways uh and it's it's kind of like self-organizing in a in a terrible way. It's a, it's morbidly fascinating the way that like shit gets so organized. Like like prisons uh, look just like schools. That's like a big thing that that Foucault says. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like if you look at a prison, you look at a school. They're they're like built the same way. Almost. You know, sometimes like I'll see like uh, people in jail. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm like out in the workforce and I look at him and I go, yeah, but like, which one of us is really in prison? You know? Right. Um, okay. So one last thing about. They are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm free. Well, we're all in different prisons. Yeah. It's just that one's like literally called. Prison. I created my own prison. Well, yeah. I mean, well, no, we Creed. didn't. Like. Remember <laughs> that song? <sighs> I created Creed is my, prison. my own prison. But basically, yeah, so, like, he says that the category of madness itself, he almost he's, he almost kind of stops short of saying, some, saying something like madness isn't even a thing that's that different from reason. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just that the people who call themselves reason, reasonable, just ended up in this situation where they can control things better. Yeah. And so, they marginalized the people who weren't rational. And then they said, that person's insane. That person's a lunatic. And he needs to be locked up. And then eventually they're like, we should have doctors study that person and we figure out why he's so insane. But he might, I mean, like, he's like, he, they may, he might not be insane. He might just, like, have this entirely different system of thinking about things than you do. Yeah, like, maybe you're the one who's insane, man. A little. He's, that's yeah, that's kind of where he's going a you little know, bit. You know, maybe you're the crazy one. But, but right? Kind of, but then he says the only reason that the rational person can call the crazy person crazy yeah. is because the rational person ended up in a position of power. Because whatever reason is, as as opposed to madness, gave him the the uh, the capability to like organize his resources better, where he can like just just fuck over the the lunatic, the loon, the loon, the loony. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So. Here's where I have to say that since Foucault is a postmodern philosopher and a continental philosopher, yeah, I was not like really versed well in that tradition. I'm more 
analytical philosophy. Right. So everything I just said just now is a very cursory understanding of his philosophy. Yeah, I think we, we didn't have like <laughs> fact checkers for this yeah, show. Yeah, we, we kind of do. Yeah. I, there's some there's some philosophers that I, that I fucking nail, and uh, there's others that I don't. I just believe everything you say. Yeah, I know. That's why I can get away with it. But I've, I started realizing that I should probably mention that to other people who are listening. <laughs> oh, that you don't actually know what you're talking about? And this is all... Fun. I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. I hope so. I read the back of the book before we started. <laughs> I mean, you purchased the book. Yeah, I bought it. Wh- which one of his books do you recommend to these creeps listening? Um, so they all... Creepazoids. The Creepazoids. I would say History of Sexuality is pretty good. Yeah. I've only read the, the, the first out of the three like volumes that it's in. Yeah, because you've finished jacking off. It's so weird. There's yeah, some ben, ben reads it with only one hand, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Jacking. He's looking at all these monks and their snail penises. Yeah, what is with the, the snail penis thing is upsetting. I've seen know. that. I know what you're talking about. Oh, and he's got a thing against doctors, too. He hates doctors. <laughs> okay. Because he's like, he's like, why does a doctor just get to say that, you know, oh, is this your body? This is, this is my body. You can't tell me what it is. Well, and it's like I'm a trained professional. Yeah, I mean that's that's actually really stupid, but <laughs> I think I can say that pretty confidently. <laughs> that's yeah, that's I don't go all the way. With yeah, a little bit of that is is a bit odd. Yeah. but you know, but but anyway, I clearly didn't read the book, so that's okay. You don't have to. You're just doing a podcast about the uh, subject. Uh, well, Ben, here's the deal: mm-hmm. the people listening to this episode, people are going crazy for your Twitter feed. What is it? How do people find you on the internet? <laughs> Gristle porn? Gristle porn. G-R-I-S-T-L-E-P-O-R-N. They're loving the content you're putting out on there. Yeah. They love that you still haven't changed it to something more identifiable as... like maybe I think do. it's identifiable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean you could have used your first and last name in it. But yeah, no, Gristle porn totally makes sense. Uh, you can find uh, you uh, at Gristle porn. I'm at Pat Dean on Twitter. You can follow me on that. I got stuff to say Sometimes. about the world. You said something about butts are... Oh, it's funny that butts are both sexy and funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Because you look at an ass sometimes and you're, and you're like, oh my... That, you're like, that's like the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. On the right context. Then sometimes you're just like, who's where poo comes out yeah. of? It's, it's so funny. Oh, I, I, did I tell you I bought the uh, domain name... The domain um, buttarmor.com? <laughs> I bought it at work. I was I, I was at my job. You're getting paid <laughs> to do that, and you can find us on on the Twitter that I hope you maintain because I don't ever look at it. I might even follow it. It's a, at <laughs> at Learn Nothing on on Twitter, right? At Learn Nothing. Learnnothing dot com. Learnnothing dot com. And at Learnnothing podcast on the Instagram. We still haven't tracked down. So this guy. Um, there's some guy who has at Learn Nothing on Instagram, and when I find him, it's going to be. Bad so what news. I want to do is I want to. What do you want to do, Ben? Get I want to put him on a wagon. I want to melt his hands with magnesium. Oh shit! Rip him France. apart with a bunch of cows. Get him. Have a fucking llama hiss at him. Oh shit! Uh, the then, wrath of Ben. Yeah, and then uh, we're going to look at his body and laugh at him <laughs> publicly. <laughs> laugh at his body. Yeah, just laugh at his body. And then we'll shut him away in a dark hole where he never sees light again. Good. I'm glad he you're going down, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But until you, then, you can find us at uh, I Learn Nothing Podcast. Hell yeah. How you doing? How you doing, friends? <laughs> and, t- and go to iTunes and leave a good review, please. Yeah. Five stars. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. Um, knowledge is power. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> 
International.